This is Retire at Peace with Gerald G. Ginwright from Mainstream Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Gerald provides his clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retire at Peace with Gerald G. Ginwright. Hello and welcome back to Retire at Peace. This is Gerald G. Ginwright with Mainstream Financial Group. If you would like more information about what you hear on today's show, give us a call at 888-324-0589 or visit us online at retireatpeacepodcast.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page and check out our past shows and subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify. During the show today, we're going to discuss debt as it relates to your financial strategy and your retirement. A U.S. News and World Report article, 16 Things to Do When You're Deep in Debt, presents some information and ideas that I found interesting and that I think many of our listeners will as well. The article first explores what it means to be significantly in debt. It points to info from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York's Center for Microeconomic Data that indicates total household debt went up by $266 billion in 2022's first quarter. That means America's collective debt load is currently about $15.84 trillion. The article adds that credit card balances were almost $71 billion larger than just a year earlier. Well, what does that mean for the average person? Some financial services professionals recommend never allowing your debt-to-income ratio to hit 30%. Put another way, if you're earning $100,000 annually, you may want to structure your finances so that no more than $30,000 is used to pay off debt. However, the article does add that some financial services professionals think that a debt-to-income ratio of 35% is still workable. But another rule of thumb is that if 50% of your earnings are going toward debt, you need to come up with a strategy to change your course. Now, let's highlight some of the debt-tackling steps the article presents. Its first step urges you to simply make a full and thorough analysis of your situation. Make sure that you give yourself a full picture of how much you owe and who you owe it to. This step is especially important, the article adds, if your household has multiple spenders. Once you have a full picture of your debt situation, you may want to sit down with your family to discuss a thorough monthly budget. While admittedly a very simple step, some people fail to recognize just how important a budget can be. With a budget, you can quickly see how much money is coming in and how much money is going out. From there, you can work with a financial services professional to identify ways to cut back on spending with the goal of using that money to pay off debt. 
If you have significant debt, the article explains that bankruptcy may be an option. In 2021, according to the article, more than 400,000 Americans chose bankruptcy. Though the process may be significantly damaging to your credit score, and you may also find it challenging to get good offers from credit card companies and lenders, it may be a way to hit the financial restart button. However, be aware that bankruptcy is a process that one will likely need a bankruptcy attorney. That is an option that we generally try to stay away from, but if necessary, that may be an option. The article notes that for some folks, credit counseling may be a solid option. For example, a counseling agency may be able to negotiate reduced interest rates on your credit cards. The article also provides the following bit of advice that I think is very important. If you are considering this option, work with a nonprofit credit counseling agency that's affiliated with the National Foundation for Credit Counseling or the Financial Counseling Association of America. The U.S. Department of Justice has a list of approved credit counseling agencies. In my opinion, simultaneously working with a credit counseling agency and a financial services professional may go a long way in helping you tackle your debt. The article next recommends prioritizing which debt you should pay off first. If you can't pay off your debt on a monthly basis, it may be a wise move to prioritize on debt that's causing you the most financial pain. It further suggests focusing on things like your house and car first, followed by essentials like utilities and debts that can't be discharged like student loans and unpaid federal taxes. After that, you can shift to unsecured debt like credit cards. And speaking of credit cards, the article's next recommendation is to reach out to your credit card companies to discuss your accounts. During the first segment, we mentioned working with a credit counseling agency to negotiate lower credit card interest rates. But in reality, you may be able to do some of that heavy lifting on your own. During your homework and then calling your credit card companies may pay off. For example, some companies provide temporary hardship programs that will lower your interest rates in the short term, thereby dedicating more of your monthly payment to your principal. The article does offer a warning you should be aware of. If you call your credit card companies to discuss your difficulty paying off what you owe, your credit limit may be reduced. The article next highlights focusing on paying off higher interest rate debt first. If some of the strategies we addressed earlier in the show aren't right for your personal situation, this may be a solid step. The article refers to this as the avalanche approach, and it's pretty straightforward. Let's say you have four credit cards and all of them have significant revolving debt. With the avalanche technique, you'll take three of those cards and focus on paying the minimum every month. But with the fourth card, the one with the highest interest rate, 
You'd focus on paying as much as you can every month with the goal of paying it off entirely as soon as possible. Just make sure you don't pay so much toward this card that it makes it difficult to keep up your monthly bills by food, gas, and those things that are essential. Once that fourth card is paid off, you can take that money and focus it on the credit card with the next highest interest rate. From there, you can repeat this technique until all four cards are paid off. Immediately after touting the avalanche technique, the article pulled a switcheroo by praising the virtues of paying off your smaller debt first. I have to admit that one made me chuckle a bit. But that said, starting small does have some possible benefits. While the avalanche approach may make a lot more sense in terms of pure math, the reality is that it can take some time to see any results. Therefore, some financial services professionals suggest first tackling the debt on the credit cards with the smallest balance while still remembering to pay the minimum on your other cards. Once you've paid off the card with the smallest balance, you can then prioritize the card with the next smallest balance. This method works well for some people because it shows a tangible reward for your discipline and hard work. Now, let's keep this in focus on credit cards for a bit. The article next suggests that transferring your credit card balance may be a way to get out of debt a little quicker. As a night in front of the television will show you, many credit card companies offer zero interest on balance transfers for a window of typically 12 to 18 months in an effort to recruit new customers. Some people may be able to use this to their advantage. For example, you can put $5,000 onto a card that doesn't charge during that window I mentioned a moment ago, and then get it paid off before that window closes. But there are some wrinkles you should note. For example, you often only qualify for a credit card with zero interest on your balance transfers if you have outstanding credit. Additionally, you need to be aware of a potential balance transfer fee which is often three to five percent of your balance. Finally, if you make several purchases on your former card and don't pay down the debt you've transferred to the new card, it's possible you may end up nearly doubling your debt. If you're considering transferring a credit card balance, I strongly recommend discussing the pros and cons with your financial services professional. Plan well and retire at peace. If you've enjoyed today's show, visit us at retireatpeacepodcast.com and click on my radio page. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And finally, if you want more information about what we discussed today, give us a call at 888-324-0589. Thanks for listening. And until next week, this is Gerald G. Genright. Thank you for listening to Retire at Peace. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Gerald G. Ginwright at Mainstream Financial Group. Call 205-324-0589 or visit him online at retireatpeacepodcast.com.
Gerald Ginwright and Mainstream Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.